Hey friend, all the things that we talk about every week start and end in the mind. So I thought it was only right to help you on your greatness journey by creating the Through My Eyes 28-Day Mind Shift Journal. This four-week prompted journal is divided into four sections about gratitude, about ability, about unlearning, and about manifestation. Each section has daily writing exercises and weekly tasks to help you solidify the mindset shift. And at the end of each week, you'll be creating personal affirmations that will be used at the end of day 28 to create a custom mind shift mantra. The Through My Eyes 28 Day Mind Shift Journal is available now on Amazon. There's also a link in the show notes to purchase your copy. Thank you so much for supporting, and now let's start the episode. Hey friend, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a space where I give you whole life perspective on business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. This week, I want to talk to you about vanity metrics. And before I get into the talk, I thought it was only right to give a definition. And I went on my good, good friend, Google, And the definition I found was that vanity metrics are metrics that make you look good to others, but do not help you understand your own performance in a way that informs future strategies, which is kind of (laughs) heavy. It's what vanity is, right? Vanity looks good on the outside, is presented in a certain way, but doesn't really speak much to substance and in, in, In business, in social media, substance is truly strategy and your intended outcome, right? I think there was this story of a influencer who had millions of followers and everyone thought they were such a big deal based on vanity metrics and they released, I believe, a t-shirt line and not one sold. And that kind of just goes to show you, right? Like it depends what your goal is, but on the outside things look good. But then the things that you think or assume should rightfully come with those vanity metrics don't come, which is what now turns them into vanity metrics instead of like strategic metrics. So recently I got an email from a podcast charting company informing me that my little old podcast was ranked 134 in the whole of Canada, in the relationships category. If I was into sound effects, I'd put some sound effects here, but just imagine. Um, This blew my mind, honestly. Um, Because based on the numbers that I'm doing, like just checking my personal analytics from through my hosting, I'm checking that number. I didn't think I'd rank anywhere anytime soon, if we're being completely honest. And at one point, I'm not, I'm always going to be transparent. This used to suck. It used to make me feel so sad (laughs) that, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here every single week and I'm recording this podcast and I've been doing it consistently for, this will be 135 weeks. And I want hundreds of thousands of listeners, right? Why do I want them per se? Vanity. 
and also strategy, but we'll get into that later. And I used to be so sad about it and feel like the whole podcast was unsuccessful due to the fact that I wasn't hitting these numbers. But then recently I stopped caring about the numbers, right? And it felt, when I got that email, it was great. I was extremely proud of myself. I was happy about it, but for a moment, truly, it wasn't something that permeated and resonated. And like, if I'm being completely honest, it didn't fuel a fire in me to continue to push. It wasn't, it was nice, but it wasn't encouragement, which if someone had told me that a hundred episodes ago, I'd be like liars. It's definitely (laughs) going to be encouragement, right? So I find that the reason why it was no longer such a big deal, not that the uh, like the pride in myself of doing it and the good feelings were gone was because I was, I was no longer coveting the numbers. I had found a way to justify my metrics and those metrics don't necessarily at this point include my weekly number of listeners or my ranking. And When I take it in, the things that truly make me feel best about the work I do is honestly the lives that I impact. Helping people by offering up information in a way that has served as confirmation for some of the life-changing decisions people have made. Like There are times where I will post an episode and I'll be like, ah, that did not slap. That that wasn't lovely. And then the next thing I know, I'm receiving a text message from somebody saying that episode was exactly what I needed to hear. And for me, walking in my purpose and doing what God has told me to do and understanding that he has a way of confirming our our steps to justify us continuing on our journeys, that's what I need, right? I've had someone tell me that certain perspectives from my podcast has saved and changed their life. I will take that over a ranking any day. So I wanted to come to you and talk to you about why it's important not to get sucked into the vanity game. It It's such a messy game. It's a game that will have you feeling like you're behind in a race that you never even knew was being run in the first place. It will have you feeling like a failure, whereas you're looking for your success in the wrong places. And because of that, you are shooting yourself in the foot and you're counting yourself out and discounting yourself from the opportunities that are truly available for you if you would look at them from that perspective. And especially if you're trying to make a living off of what you're doing, I think it's important to not get too sucked up into that vanity game. In your business, one thing you need to do is figure out what you want out of it and track that. Figure out what you want out of it, how it's available to you outside of the atypical ways And track that instead of tracking those vanity metrics that sometimes we hit these arbitrary numbers and nothing about our situation changes and it's just a number and that's not what we want, right? And I'm not in any way saying that high numbers are strictly vanity metrics, right? This is absolutely not the case. They can facilitate the ability to expand your reach, expand your influence, allow you to monetize in ways that maybe smaller metrics haven't been able to, but that's only if you are maximizing those metrics strategically. 
not from a vanity standpoint. I have seen people reach goals, reach numbers that other people who have way less than them are doing way more with. So it's about maximizing on what you have and what's available to you in order to to get the most out of it and not just have it be that pretty thing on the wall that like gold plated pretty much. Right. It looks gold and shiny on the outside, but when you tap into it, it's like copper or whatever, like, <laughs> or it turns your ears green. So low vanity. And with that being said, that high, high metrics or high numbers is not always a vanity metric on the other side, low vanity metrics. So not having as many followers, not having as many listeners, not having as many subscribers doesn't always have to be a hindrance to your growth and your goals. If, 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 if you know how to maximize them effectively, and this is where it really comes down to not looking at what you don't have and being sad about it, but instead looking at what you do have and doing what is best with that. So I can give you a few examples from my personal experiences that maybe you can see how they can relate to you and potentially give you some ideas of what you can do in your business or in your zone of genius to truly maximize on your opportunities. So as I said, my podcast is ranking, but at the same time, advertising dollars for the most part go based on listens per episode per month or whatever it is, right? So one of the things I've done is that I've leveraged my podcast in two primary ways. Well, three. One, as a deck or a gallery to to show my speaking ability. If I am trying to book a speaking engagement they're like oh have you spoken before what where have you spoken I have a catalog of 135 speaking experiences <laughs> and I'm talking about speaking and I can't even speak well right now tragic um and another thing that that does for me is that I also use it to showcase the scope of knowledge I have on talking about various topics if you go through my podcast and you hit shuffle and you were just to listen, each podcast would be uniquely different and cover a topic in a way that is unique to me while being comprehensive, right? Another thing I do is that I justify higher pay for the speaking gives, gigs that I book because having a weekly podcast for 135 weeks is justification of speaking experience, which can then allow me to say, well, this is my starting rate and that's what we're doing. Whereas if I were to go to someone, they're like, well, where have you spoken? What have you done? And I didn't necessarily have any videos of it or whatever. I might not be able to justify the, the rates that I'm currently justifying and receiving right now. Right. And the same thing goes for my book, um, through my brown eyes in particular, the poetry book, right. Um, the fact that it's been ranked on Amazon as an Amazon bestseller is a vanity metric. But at the same time, being a self-published author who has been able to do the bootstrapping themselves and rank on a bestsellers list allows me to justify getting paid more when I do book talks and speaking gigs surrounding my book. And another one is that back to the podcast, I recently started advertising, as you guys can hear the pre-roll, my own products to my audience. 
and using them as ads until I get paid for ads. And this works in a beautiful way, right? Because if I am advertising my products to you, you guys know me, like me, trust me. And because of what I've said and the trust that you've gained in me, you purchase my products. Yes, I might not be paid for the ad, but every time somebody purchases my pod, my product because I've advertised it on my podcast, I'm still being paid, right? So looking at it and being like, oh, it's so unfortunate. No companies are are hiring me to, to speak about their products. But what do you have? Have you maximized that? You have these ears. You have these people available to you. And you can do this on Instagram, right? Like I think it's done a lot more on Instagram, YouTube to some extent, and podcasting space, absolutely. If you have products that you want to give to your audience, market yourself, create ads yourself and put them out there on your own platforms to people who already know you, who like you, who trust you and who would want to support you. And from there, instead of you waiting and being, woe is me because I don't have enough numbers to get ads, this is the perfect time for you to do your own thing because when the numbers start coming in and they start paying you to post their advertisements, you might end up pushing your stuff to the back burner because you don't want to fill that ad space with your own stuff when you can get money from other people by filling it up with theirs, right? So it's that shift in the fact that you do have a lot of capabilities and abilities. Um, Another one is trademarking or having a proprietary technique. I have a technique called the root work effective goal setting technique. Um, sorry, root work strategic goal setting technique. I changed the name recently. And it's something that I had, it was a way that I created to cope with the difficulties in my life and set goals that I could truly track. And when I did it and I realized how good it, it how much it helped me and how my brain kind of operates in that way, I decided to write it out on paper and turn it into something. And then from there, I trademarked the name. And then from there, I've been, using that thing that I created to run workshops and get paid to, to speak on it and to, to get paid to create strategy. Why? Because instead of me saying, Oh, let me tell you how to make goals. Let me tell you how to set goals. I'm like, I have something that I have created that is unique. That is step-by-step. And at the end of the day, if I were to go out a year and a half ago and teach someone how to set effective goals, it might've been exactly the same method, but because now the method has, is fancy, it's packaged, it's, it's custom, it's proprietary, all of these beautiful, beautiful words. I'm able to justify way more and be looked at and sought after potentially as an expert just because I have done that packaging, right? So strategically aligning yourself as the master of whatever you're doing is also really a big key in in maximizing on whatever stage you're at. You got to walk with that confidence, right? Like, about like the episode where I was talking about drinking your own Kool-Aid, you've got to feel, you've got to present yourself as if you are the best and only option available. And from there, people are going to follow you. People are going to be interested in what you're doing, what you bring to the table, your sauce, without even looking at the numbers. Because this podcast, every single episode, I don't know how many people will listen, but if one person feels like I'm talking exactly to them and that activates action in them, it may, it allows them to tell a friend, it, it gives a shift. My purpose is being done. 
because over time that's going to play on itself, right? So the metrics that mean the most to me that I'd love if you'd consider as well are consistency, impact, and quality. Those three I do not play about. Consistency is the ability to keep going blindly, fervently, (laughs) energetically, all these words, keep going, be consistent, show up every day, show up every day, show up every day, show up in whatever capacity you have promised and keep that word to yourself and whomever is attached to whatever it is that you're doing. Impact is another metric for me. I want to know that the work I'm doing is touching lives. My hope is for it to touch lives at a big scale, but in the meantime, Are there people who are listening and being positively impacted by what I'm doing? If the answer is yes, then I am on the right track because that's going to continue. And then quality. And these are not in a specific order per se, but these are just the three. Quality. Am I putting out something that I truly believe in? If somebody were to say, what do you do? play me a podcast episode. Would I be shaking because I'm like, oh, what did I say? I don't even remember what it was about. I don't think it was that good. I have to believe in it. Yes, there's going to be those moments where it's like, I I hope I said it the way I, I thought about it. I hope I said it the way I meant it. Of course, we're human beings, right? And there's a law of averages that everything's going to fall on the scale. But what I can attest to is the fact that every single time I turn on my mic and I record something, I have put some thought and effort into doing it. And if these three metrics are in place, it it truly, in my opinion, allows you to win in the long run when others are likely to fizzle out because they were discouraged due to a lack of vanity metrics. I believe that attrition is a real thing, right? Where all the people you start with aren't the ones you end with and the ones you hear about are the ones who didn't stop in the midst of it. Even the best people, the the podcasters and the people who you're seeing now and you're like, oh my gosh, they're so famous and they, they seemingly popped out of nowhere. They didn't pop out of nowhere. They came on your radar after they had been doing the work long enough to to make it there. But if they had quit in the middle, you probably never would have heard about them. So I really want you to rethink the numbers and see what you can do with what's available to you. And don't get sucked up into the vanity metric trap. It's it's so unfortunate and it's so fake and it, it sucks because... There has to be something like that to keep these these systems running, right? If everybody could just have one follower, what would Instagram be? So friend, who makes the rules you follow? Who tells you what track is right, is left, is worthy? For the one that is correct, the only one that remained should speak to your being and cause. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this resonates. I hope that you take something away from this and you share it with a friend. Share the thought with a friend. Share the podcast with a friend. Leave a review. Subscribe. Have an amazing week. 